Welcome to the Careers Aim podcast, where each episode we spend a few minutes focusing on something which is on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Ray, an employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on our last series and keep up with our regular releases by doing all of those subscribing, following type things on Spotify, iTunes and Podbean. In this episode, we're joined by two employability and careers consultants from the University of Exeter Business School. Dominic Prosser and Jenny Phillips will be talking about imposter syndrome. Over to you. So Dominic, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome in this podcast. Can you start by telling us what it is? Well, in essence, Jenny, it's a a feeling that your achievements aren't real or that you don't deserve praise or success. Claire Joseph, in her superb book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, describes it as the inner critic on steroids. And the COO of Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg, has referred to it as capable people being plagued by self-doubt. OK, and, and how does it manifest itself? Well, according to Harvey and Katz in their research in 1985, there are three main categories of imposter syndrome. The belief that we got where we are by fooling other people or by luck, the fear of being exposed as a fraud, and the inability to attribute your achievements as a result of your own qualities and efforts. Okay, Um, and what kind of impact does it have on people? Well, Claire Joseph suggests that imposter syndrome triggers four self-limiting behaviours. Firstly, paralysis, so ignoring or avoiding tasks or decisions completely. Procrastination putting things off rather than taking clear and positive action. Perfectionism, working to impossibly high standards in the hope of not being found out. And finally, people-pleasing, trying to win favour, for example, by saying yes too often or taking on just too many tasks. Okay, but how does that relate to people's career? Well, these behaviours can have profound consequences on your self-confidence and self-belief. So imposter syndrome can therefore inhibit your, your career choice, Uh, It can affect your work and study effectiveness, as well as impede career progression. And for entrepreneurs, the impact on personal productivity and effective decision making can also impact on business profitability and business success. Are there any groups that are more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome than others? Well, estimates suggest that around 70% of us actually struggle with imposter syndrome. But uh, recent research has found that it's more common in women and it's also more common the higher up the career ladder you go. Interesting. So are there any strategies that are recommended to combat imposter syndrome? So John Lees, in his book, Secrets of Resilient People, suggests a few key strategies. The first step is to name it and shame it. So every time that negative self-talk starts, don't resist it. Name that thought, name that talk, and just let it float on by. And then acknowledging that you're not alone. So 70% of the people alongside you Often people who are very senior, people who are apparently very successful, 70% will have experienced imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. So recognising that you're not on your own. Absolutely. And then another tip is to ask trusted colleagues, friends and family whether they think your faulty thoughts are true or not. And finally, Lee's suggests you build up an evidence locker, building up a bank of past achievements and successes, however small and then adding praise and recommendations and awards into your locker, and that you should revisit your evidence locker whenever you need a a reality check. Okay, and you mentioned Claire Joseph's book on ditching imposter syndrome. What does she suggest? Well, we've often heard people talk about faking it till you make it. 
Uh, Joseph suggests that's a particularly unhelpful strategy if you suffer from imposter syndrome. Instead, she recommends that you learn to accept and befriend the person you really are by being more authentic and not less. And to do this, he suggests a technique where you start writing down your negative self-talk story on paper. Facts only, no emotions, no feelings, no commentary, just facts. And once down on the page, consider it carefully, objectively. What elements of it are true? How true? What's the actual evidence? Ask yourself if that is the story that you really want. And then focus on the question, what do I want instead? And then, of course, go on to think about what positive steps you can take towards achieving this. Fantastic, Dominic. That was such a helpful insight. Just to remind you all that if you are really struggling to cope with negative thoughts, contact Wellbeing Services via their website or do contact your GP. Or in an emergency, you can contact Samaritans on 116123. You can also find resilient skills on My Career Zone and other skills sessions such as presentation skills, which will also help you build confidence. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. You can find this series on iTunes, Spotify and Podbean. So do subscribe and follow to keep up with our latest releases. And we would love to hear from you. So if there's something on your mind, then share your thoughts or questions on Instagram at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone or Twitter at UOE Careers. Include hashtag CareerZonePodcast and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes. Finally, of course, you can find out more information about all the support we offer at exeter.ac.uk slash careers.